Coming up on We Talk News this week, tired of spending your cash on legal weed? Check out KindTap. Now you can charge it to a special KindTap credit card. KindTap is a fintech company that was formed with the vision of making payments work in cannabis the way they work in every other industry. We provide a revolving line of credit, basically a credit card, and a pay now product that pulls funds from consumer bank accounts for purchases. Of course, it's only available in legal states and launching in Massachusetts. We'll have an exclusive interview with one of their principals. Plus, the Moore Act is back for round two in Washington, D.C., and the House Judiciary Committee says, let there be legal weed. Plus. California reduces its cannabis regulatory groups from three to just one Department of Cannabis Control. So, less is more in the Golden State. And what do you do with an old abandoned prison in New York? Hey, let's turn it into a cannabis campus for learning, growing, and consuming. All that and more on We Talk News next. PCM-TV is supported by Salient Systems, a world leader in video management security, and by Revolutionary Clinics, a medical dispensary where the patient comes first, and by Accounting Buds, your number one CPA specialist for the cannabis industry. We are pro-cannabis media. Hi, everyone. Welcome to We Talk News for this week. I'm Jimmy Young from Pro Cannabis Media. Have you booked your travel for MJ BizCon yet? Well, we have. We'll be there for that show and for the MJ Unpacked group and the big Blues Brothers concert. So you want to join us? You want to see me at your booth? Be interviewed for Green Rush Live. Contact me at Jimmy at Pro Cannabis Media. We're available as long as the price is right. Our top story this week comes right out of a major cannabis conference that was held right here in our home state of Massachusetts. Every year, Burns and Levinson Law Firm hosts the annual State of the Cannabis Industry Conference with some of the biggest names in the industry. This year, the big news wasn't the annual one-on-one -on -one interview with Massachusetts Cannabis Commissioner Chairman Stephen Hoffman with Frank Siegel. No, the biggest news out of this conference was the announcement of the launch of KindTap, a credit card for the cannabis industry. Cash, it used to be kink, but now there's a better way to pay. Just as easily as you get your daily coffee, pay for your prime orders, or order your late night wings. You can now use KindTap for digital contactless payments at typically cash only businesses. Signing up is a breeze and takes 60 seconds or less. Simply create your profile on KindTap's secure platform. Add your banking details from any bank with no setup fees. Click, pay, and get back to enjoying your day. Say goodbye to awkward cash transactions. KindTap makes digital, contact-free payments secure, fast, and easy. Why pay with cash or ATM when you can KindTap? KindTap. It's worth more than cash. Kathy Corby Ianzelli is one of the principals for KindTap, which is already available in Massachusetts with rollouts in other legal states. 
KindTap is a fintech company that was formed with the vision of making payments work in cannabis the way they work in every other industry. We provide a revolving line of credit, basically a credit card, and a pay now product that pulls funds from consumer bank accounts for purchases. And we operate our own closed loop network. In other words, both cannabis retailers and consumers are our customers, so we don't need a third party network like a Visa or a MasterCard involved. And, and that's the reason that cannabis payments are in the dark ages today is because the big payment companies don't want anything to do with it. And so we now have a way to take the, the best of the credit card and, and the debit payments world and bring it into cannabis without any concerns about the prohibitions of the major networks. And that includes offering some great loyalty programs, to reward consumers for their spending and to allow retailers to have a way to nudge behavior of consumers towards the products that are higher margin or to get them shopping at different, you know, during off peak periods. So just in general, KindTap is payments for the cannabis industry, the way it works everywhere else. Yeah. And I got to tell you how many times everybody I know that has heard about this company is going, oh, my God, how do I get one? How do I find out about it? Where can I go? Because I want to finance my weed medicine, if you will. What's the APR? What's the annual percentage rate? How are you doing that? Well, it's going to vary by state because states have different laws about how much interest you can charge. But generally, we're looking to price this in, in like the mid-teens in terms of the, the amount of credit. We're certainly not, you know, a traditional credit card company out there in the 30s. You know, that, that's, we're not trying to do that. We're trying to help the industry get some basic financing in place so customers, especially medical consumers, medical patients can spread the payments out and not be so focused on when's payday. Right. And as a medical patient who not sure when his next payday will be, I'm really <laughs> thrilled to have this option, too. Um, how do you go about applying for this? I'm guessing there's a credit check involved. How, how, how do you go about applying for this? We have integrated with our merchant partners so that the first time that you go to one of their sites to either order through e-commerce for in-store pickup or delivery or in the store at one of our kiosks, the first time you click pay with KindTap, you're taken to a, one of our to our website where you apply. That application process is so simple and streamlined. It takes about two to three minutes, start to finish. And when you're done with the application process, we put you right back in that merchant site and approve your first purchase. And so as long as you're at one of our merchants that we're integrated with, it's you can get the product instantly in the store and or, or online and be, you know, make your first purchase. I think the word disruptor is tailor made for what you've got going to this industry right now. We're very excited uh, to be able to share this story with our followers. Um, of course, the next question is, how do you do this with a product that's still got schedule one federally illegal status? We operate the product only in states that are legal, where cannabis is legal, and only through licensed uh, dispensaries in those states. And so 
we pay a lot of attention and trust me, we spent a lot of money on lawyers putting this together so that it all operates within the cannabis regulations and the banking regulations in each state. And I'll say it was a lot of creativity to pull it all together, but it's completely legal and compliant. So many payment products out there have been in the gray area. There's Mm -hmm. nothing gray about what we're doing. The Kind Tap card is being rolled over across legal states over the next few weeks. Now we turn to the federal scene. The MORE Act is back for another run at cannabis legalization on the federal front. The House Judiciary Committee passed it again. And with more on the MORE Act, part two, here's our Washington, D.C. canicaster from our nation's capital and Vote Pro podcast, Phil Adams. Phil. Hi, I'm Phil Adams from Vote Pro podcast, and this is the Weed Talk News D.C. report. Once again, the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act has advanced in the House of Representatives, clearing a key committee vote this week. On a mostly party line vote, the House Judiciary Committee approved the Moore Act, which will now be sent on to several other committees for review. This is the second time the Moore Act has advanced in the House. A similar version passed a floor vote in March of 2020, but stalled in the Senate. This year's version, among other provisions, would retroactively deschedule cannabis from the Controlled Substances Act and expunge the records of people with prior cannabis convictions. It would also provide for resentencing of those currently incarcerated for marijuana offenses. A former GOP senator has joined a former top Justice Department official on the advisory board of a major cannabis advocacy group. Former Deputy Attorney General James Cole and former Senator Cory Gardner of Colorado announced they have joined the National Cannabis Roundtable as advisors. In a press release, the NCR listed as its top priorities, quote, to nurture a growing industry, protect consumers, and foster social equity. During his tenure in the Senate, Gardner was an advocate for cannabis reform before losing a seat in the 2020 election. Cole is known in the industry for issuing the memo effectively deprioritizing DOJ enforcement of cannabis prohibition within legal states. His successor, Jeff Sessions, subsequently rescinded that memo, which has yet to be reinstated by the Biden administration. Delon Harris, an official at the Internal Revenue Service, is offering tax tips to cannabis businesses trying to remain compliant while dealing with a substance that is still federally illegal. In previewing a new cannabis marijuana initiative being launched by the IRS, Harris said the agency will provide specific job training to promote consistency in IRS policy and to help companies in the industry with tax compliance. Harris said the rapid growth in the industry provides an opportunity for the IRS to promote voluntary compliance through audits, outreach, and education. That's the latest Weed Talk news from our nation's capital. I'm Phil Adams from Vote Pro Podcast. Just recently got off a Zoom call with Matt Schweik from the Marijuana Policy Project. He thinks the MORE Act might actually have a better chance of moving towards federal legalization now than that first go round in Washington. Look at all the action on both sides, but it is still the Senate 
that seems to be the, the stopgap for any progress when it comes to cannabis reform. Why do you think, why are you confident that this, the timing is right here? You're correct that the Senate is the big challenge. I think that the more uh, activity and momentum around cannabis reform, the better. So multiple mil- bills moving through the process creates more momentum. And if we reach a point where legislative leaders are ready to work out the details, they're going to work out some kind of compromise between these different approaches. So I don't think that the MORE Act advancing detracts from the CAO or other efforts. The more momentum, the better. The more discussion on Capitol Hill about federal cannabis reform, the better. The launch of CONCAP wasn't the only big news coming out of Massachusetts. Our Bay State cannabis correspondent, Ron Marshallsee, has the Bay State Cannabis Report. Ron? I'm Ron Marshallsee with the Massachusetts Cannabis Report for Weed Talk News. Cannabis dispensaries in Massachusetts will no longer be permitted to offer curbside pickup of recreational marijuana purchases to their customers. Massachusetts Cannabis Control Commission regulators voted to decline continuing curbside cannabis pickups for adult-use cannabis customers. However, curbside pickup is still available for medical patients. Members of the commission noted that as the COVID-19 pandemic continues with the Delta variant, it may still be unsafe for some medical patients to pick up their purchases in person. CCC Executive Director Sean Collins was one of the members who noted this at the meeting, and while he acknowledged that adult-use cannabis customers may also still be worried about making in-store purchases, Collins noted that the lawmakers passed legislation authorizing home delivery of recreational marijuana late last year. He also said new delivery operators are being approved every month. In a recently filed lawsuit, the cannabis retailer STEM revealed that the city of Haverhill, Massachusetts is charging its three cannabis businesses a total of $1.3 million in annual impact fees. Cannabis companies to this day are forced to combat the negative stereotypes perpetuated by America's war on drugs. The legalization law in Massachusetts allows local communities to charge impact fees that are reasonably related to the costs imposed upon the municipality by the operation of the marijuana establishment. Unlike most other legal states, Massachusetts law forces cannabis companies to sign host community agreements with the town in which they operate. This gives local communities enormous leverage over cannabis companies, which in turn can lead to a lot of taxes for a weed store. That's this week's Massachusetts Cannabis Report. For Weed Talk News, I'm Ron Marshallsee. Also this week in Washington, D.C., Oregon Senator Ron Wyden is telling the FDA to do their jobs. That's, of course, in relation to the CBD world. That's right. At a hearing, Senator Wyden makes his case that only outlines how contradictory the laws and guidelines regarding CBD are. Now he hopes this will help put some pressure on the FDA to give some guidance to an industry that is just waiting for the FDA to put out the right regulations. The fact is, Congress saying hemp and hemp-derived CBD We have said they're not illicit substances, yet the FDA, for all practical purposes, continues to argue the other way. And the interest in the use of CBD, of course, as a supplement in food and beverages is growing enormously, yet it is not being regulated by the very agency that regulates the area that we've seen such interest in, food and beverages, food and dietary supplements. So 
the FDA's lagging behind the times poses several problems. First, it's a big consumer safety issue. People deserve to know the products they purchase are top quality, meet basic standards, and are labeled appropriately. Second, hemp producers and farmers across the country lack certainty. And when you don't have certainty, you miss out on a lot of economic opportunities, particularly in rural areas that so need those very opportunities. So <clears throat> Senator Paul of Kentucky, another hemp champ, he and I have introduced legislation, the Hemp Access and Consumer Safety Act, to make sure that the Food and Drug Administration finally takes steps to regulate food and dietary supplements containing CBD. Illinois continues to live up to its reputation as a state that struggles to get anything right in its government. Now the vast lottery system for cannabis licenses are coming under attack again. There are all sorts of reports that the lottery system was rigged and those licenses could be worth millions of dollars apiece once you get one, once you figure out the mess. Margo Vaselli has our Illinois report. I'm Margo Vaselli from Margawana with this week's We Talk News report from Illinois. Illinois attorney Tom Howard and one of Illinois Normal's own board members came out with math figures this week that dictate that the Illinois Social Equity License Dispensary Lottery was rigged. Many are now sharing other state lottery outcomes and it shows cannabis license lotteries don't 